Welcome to Backdoor Cover, the most underrated sports podcast in the greater West Indies area. Happy Columbus Day, guys. Is that today? It is. It is today. We or work. as some call it, Indigenous People Day. 1492. Is that what Columbus we're supposed Sale. to be calling it now? Indig- indigenous I think Cal Berkeley tried to change it. but Oh, they did? Yeah, there's a lot of people Columbus out Day. there who think uh, Christopher Columbus is uh, uh, an t- evil. It's well human. documented that he was not an upstanding human being. He was not great. Yeah, apparently he killed a bunch of people. He's also not good with direction. No. He thought this was India. Idiot. Fucking idiot. I'm your host, Dan Jester, and I'm joined, as always, with Ross, Bolin, and Dylan Shivery. I would just like to uh, say I am I am not educated enough on Christopher Columbus to have a full take, but I do appreciate him discovering this great the nation. The new world. That's all I have to say, and nothing more. He, I think he died not knowing it was the new world. Every single person back then had an STD. A Spanish fella. What? Spanish. Christopher Columbus? From España. No, yeah. wasn't he a... He, he was Italian, but he sailed for the Spanish. Yeah, something like that. Who cares? He was a real confusing motherfucker. Hey, I'm happy to be here on Columbus Day. Are you? Yeah. My um, Longhorns won. It's a good sports weekend, man. It, it was, was an awesome weekend. weekend. Very good. But uh, could you imagine back then, was it 1492? Just getting on a boat with some asshole who has no idea where he's going. Can you imagine sailing the ocean blue? Yeah. Yeah. I like that yeah. reference. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, big weekend in sports. Of course, the highlight of the weekend, UFC 229. It wasn't my highlight of the weekend, but for some people, sure. I, the biggest sports story okay. of the weekend. It was a big, it was a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Habib mauls Connor for four rounds before submit, submitting him via neck crank. But yeah. uh, the, the story was the post-fight brawl that ensued. Which is unfortunate, uh, I guess. I don't really know. I can't tell what the deal is with UFC anymore. I, I, I'm in a text group where a few of my friends that I you know love and respect uh, are 100% convinced that that entire thing was staged. Okay, so this was a pay-per-view event. Yes. A lot of people didn't watch it. Yes. Myself included. What happened after the fight? There was a, oh, there was, Micah's bringing the mic down. Okay. Do you want to tell people? Sure, I can uh, kind of walk walk everybody through what happened. Uh, we'll start with the the, the main event. Uh, Khabib thoroughly dominated Connor in rounds one and two. In fact, he almost knocked Connor out. He had him in a I'm surprised situation were, in round two. I was which pretty sure they were calling. We that thought fight the fight was going to end where, where I was too. He, he got the shit kicked. He out was of him. crushing him. Connor though managed to survive round two. And then one round three, in my opinion, I, he came we were, out. Uh, we were at Woodrow's, and we were trying to talk ourselves into Connor. Yeah, Khabib kind of decided to stand and throw in round three for some reason. Uh, in round four, Khabib took Connor down, and uh, again, basically dominated that round and put him uh, and forced him to tap out with a neck neck crank. Once again, they Connor said gives up choke, his back. But it really wasn't um, second UFC loss and second time you he's can't given give up his a back. grown man your back. I thought. If Connor would have been listening to all of my podcasts that I've done for the last like four months, he would have known that. Never give a grown man your back. He gave a grown man he his rolled, back. He went to sleep. He rolled right into it. Yeah, he didn't go to sleep. He, he got and neck just cranked. Just to clarify, I've been neck cranked in practice. This hurts so much fucking more than you think it does. To have a, a, somebody in a point of leverage like that, putting that pressure directly on your chin and your jaw is so incredibly painful. It's so much worse than just like a rear naked it's choke like someone where you go unconscious. It's like attempting to twist your head off. Oh, so painful. Oh, so Connor Taft. So in the immediate aftermath, uh, Khabib, after a uh, lead-up to this fight, which was uh, heated, I think is fair to say, and all the promotion 
including and like, like gasoline was thrown on this heated fight. Uh, yes, like in, the in press the conference year right leading up to it, plus the press conference where uh, plus, Connor accuses his manager of being a part of nine eleven. Yeah, he he said that his team was terrorist snitches. He called his dad out. There, there's a lot. There were many, uh, you know, veiled and not so veiled shots at at uh, Khabib's religious beliefs. Uh, when Connor's like pouring whiskey out and say, "Have a whiskey." And uh, Khabib is a, a very devout Muslim. Uh, he's calling people terrorists, the whole thing. So at the end of the fight, Khabib stands over Connor and yells at him because obviously he's not going to like hold him up. And yeah, give I mean, him a hug. Herb like, Dean this had is to not take over. him off yeah. Connor. I would have yelled at him too. Uh, a member of Connor's crew apparently is talking shit to Khabib. Khabib Dylan jumps Danis, over the o- jiu-jitsu coach for Connor. Right. He jumps over also the cage fight. and then Terrible. tries to stomp out this jiu-jitsu coach. Uh, Chaos, as you might imagine. Cops go outside the cage. And at the same time, two thugs from, and I'm going to call them thugs, from Khabib's camp jump over into the camp, into the, the cage. Thugs. And just start working And just Connor. start punching and slapping Connor around. I mean, a somebody, guy who's dazed and, you know, the guy in the red shirt submitted. dropped a haymaker on Connor. From the back. Really? To the from back the of back. his head, yeah. From the back, from totally from the back of Dude, Sucker Punch. Connor had gnarly. no idea it was coming. It was gnarly. And that... That punch is the reason that I am thoroughly unconvinced that this was in any way staged. Because you can't put your most valuable asset, which is still Conor McGregor, regardless of if he wins or loses. He's the most entertaining man in the sport. And you can set up for things like a rematch, etc., etc., on and on. You can't put him in that kind of health risk. Dude, you can die from taking a straight up sucker punch to the temple from behind from a big dude. There Especially was, at there the end so of a many fight people, when he's probably like you know nearly yeah, concussed. No, there were so many people in way. the octagon. I was yes. worried. About, I'm like, I hope Joe Rogan doesn't get pieced up right now or Dana White. Yeah, <laughs> right? so it was crazy. just it was just mayhem, a total yes, melee, it was total chaos, which is something we don't really see in the UFC very often. No, this uh, is I mean, straight this is out of wrestling. That, uh, yeah, it's also something we used to see in boxing in the 90s a lot in early 2000s. Mike Tyson like, noted yeah, Mike Tyson this was fight. crazy. Early, his right. early uh, our, well, early in our lifetime. Boxing, yeah, and uh, it's one of these things where it's like this is compelling and you can't believe it's happening and you've got it, you can't stop watching, but it's also trash. instantly you realize this is bad for the sport. Like this is trash. This is not something that should happen. Yeah, it makes it trashy. It makes it uh I mean there's no when there's when you lim- when you remove all sportsmanship from a sport what do you have left? I don't know. It's Did, just chaos. It's pro I read, I read something probably on Twitter that the fight carried over outside of the octagon as well. That's what they were talking about. Yeah. yeah. He jumped the cage after he won it. I mean, he flying. I mean, he, out of the he cage. attacked. Yeah. Attacked he, who? Uh, Connor's Connor's jiu-jitsu like corner. His oh. corner. So, like, he's coming at. He so attacked as guys you imagine, outside when you're cage. fighting, when you attack a bunch of fighters, like, fighters aren't going to, like, grab and pull people apart. Like, I'm fighting, you know, I'm going to fight you back. Especially sure. when, when emotions are high and all that stuff. So, there was fights. Um, the crowd. There was some some stuff in the crowd earlier in the day, as you might imagine. A bunch of drunk Irishmen. And, Both and Connor a, and Habib had you know, to be Russians escorted by stuff. security. And uh, Dana White didn't even put the belt on Habib because he said people are going to start throwing shit. Into he the was ring. like, "If we put this belt on you right now, people are going to start throwing bottles and shit into the ring." We yeah, can't so do that. You got to get the fuck Bruce out. Bruce Buffer came out and announced the finished with neither. With neither neither fighter in the octagon, normally they, they hold somebody's hand. Escorted they were both out. escorted out with like twenty security guys. There were people pouring drinks all over Khabib. Khabib got nailed on his way out by drinks. Yeah, we, and and uh, as of this morning, the athletic commission has still not paid Khabib. Right, Connor's so has, getting his check. They've withheld his check, but the Nevada 
commission. You know, and, and the whole thing is kind of fucked up because Connor has done this exact same thing. He's he knocked somebody. I think it was Dennis Seaver, and then jumped the railing and and uh, went face to face with Jose Aldo. Although Aldo didn't flinch, and there wasn't a brawl afterwards. But like, this is the exact same thing Connor's done. Now there, this he is did. a more heated deal, but. He didn't and it launch to, himself into the crowd like that, though. Uh, he jumped straight into the crowd and, and got neck to neck with Jose Aldo. But yeah. it didn't start a brawl. It didn't start a melee. Look, the problem. This with, is, but this is crazy. The I mean, problem it's not good. with this is that there was so much emotion and personal attacks and shit that it's like, I I don't even know who the bad guy is in this situation post fight. The thing is, we know Connor just kind of talks out of his ass the entire time to promote a fight. He's just like trying to get the most hype around yeah. the fight. That's the, and that's he's gonna say whatever he can. Okay, okay, but if someone says personal shit about you and your country and your religion, you're gonna you're especially gonna dude. Especially if you don't get it, like if net, you don't. Yeah. So if you don't get it. If you're like, like, you're gonna be upset. like for the uh Micah's exhibition, we were kind of concerned maybe Sean wasn't gonna get it. That didn't because at first I didn't happen think to be the case. It. He got it. For the record, we're, we're talking about when Micah fought a professional MMA fighter, a Bellator fighter. Yeah, but uh, in this case, like Habib, he didn't really seem to get the the promotion for the fight. No, and he took it very well. Very, and Connor very also personal. takes it so far. Connor had done the research into this guy. He knew about the warring factions in Russian geopolitical politics. He knew about his coach's background. He knew about an arrest on 9-11. Like, this dude's a very conservative Muslim. And Connor went he went there. He went yeah. all the way there. He wasn't to just hint at some of this stuff. He he literally called the dude's dad and his coach terrorist terrorist snitches. I mean Yeah. Like it's gonna be ugly. But uh, it was entertaining and, and the, the problem is it sort of marred what was an awesome night of fights. See, there that's were, that's the, the entire night, card was the other the fights shitty part on the card were excellent. That's the shitty part of it, is that if it had ended right there, uh, the storyline could have proceeded kind of like untainted. Now it feels like it's all tainted. Like it's just kind of bullshit. Like what we should be doing today is talking about how good Khabib was. Like he was much, much, much better He's than He's just Conor in a McGregor. whole other class. Like it was not, this wasn't like when we watched uh, Connor box Floyd, it was like, oh shit. He's actually hanging in there. This could be fun. Yeah. And then, you know, towards the end, uh, Mayweather turned it on, and it kind of became one-sided and ended. But this was never close. At no point were you like, all right, all right. Like, I mean, there were a couple moments where Connor like, stood back up, and you were like, okay, maybe he's... But dude, even when they were standing up, Habib still had like still the more effective punches. He was exchanging he well. He was exchanging well with him on his feet, and on the ground, he was dominant. And, I mean, Connor didn't... He, there was nothing he could do. I mean, he was pounding that man's face, like destroying him. That's the worst part is, have you guys been in a fight with a wrestler before? Because it fucking sucks. Yes. You can't do anything about idea, it. Even if they're much smaller than you. <laughs> not a good idea. They destroy you because they know what they're doing. And when you're on the ground with a guy who's a world-class wrestler, it's you over. just can't escape. You could tell Connor just didn't know what to do with his body. It was like, it was complete domination. And the thing before he got his fucking head cranked. He turned right into it. He was on the ground. It looked like he had a he had an opportunity to potentially get away from Khabib, and he turned his body such that he completely gave himself up to the guy, and it was fucking over. And I it's mean, honestly not the most entertaining type uh, like no, style of fighting. No, you, you could is, hear the crowd booing. Wrestling in the is not first fun. and second round. Wrestling is not fun to watch. Uh, there's a reason rest, nobody gives a fuck about wrestling. Nobody cares about Olympic wrestling. Wrestling sucks. The UFC sucks when it gets onto the ground. That's why McGregor has been such a compelling face of the sport. Because he likes to stand up and throw, and people want to see that. People don't want to see grown men in leotards rolling around. They don't. I mean, some people do, but most people don't. Sports fans, most sports fans don't. I would say. 
it was just uh, I dude, this is, it's just a weird spot we're in now because it's like okay, the guy that was the face of UFC that we all consider to be the most exciting, one of the most exciting and uh, talented guys in all of sports, has lost the last two events he's been in, one of which was not even the sport he's supposed to be playing or fighting in. The other of which is, and he got the shit kicked out of him. Is the McGregor deal over now? Do we have to care about this guy well, He's got anymore? five more fights. That's the that problem. They just signed him up to a five-fight contract. They're talking about a rematch to this. I don't want to see a fucking rematch. Same thing's going to happen. He's going to get his ass kicked yeah. again, man. It's going to be depressing. Nobody wants to see these two go at it again. But, I mean, I, the, the post-fight shenanigans, total, it just kind of like adds another dimension to Habib because he was uh, his style, obviously, is not fan-friendly. His personality is just fucking vanilla as hell. And, but now he has this, like... Russian, uh, like heel, re- like wrestling He's persona, a psycho about him. bad guy. Yeah, yeah. So like the problem that is, definitely helped his. But the good guy on the other side of the rivalry doesn't stand a chance. It's only fun if it's like, you know what I mean. If if the odds came back out on this today, like McGregor was only a plus one forty underdog. I think it balanced between there and one sixty somewhere in there. I got it at like one forty. Do you think Habib would be like minus four hundred now? Not four hundred, but it would be a he would be a heavy favorite, like at least minus two fifty. I feel like he, yep. he kicked the shit out of him, like he beat his ass. Go watch the fucking highlights. It's just him. <laughs> well, it's just him kicking his ass. I don't know why we talked like on this podcast with Dave and everything. We were tra- we were just talking. It. We knew it was going to go one of two ways. It was either going to Connor knockout or Habib was going to do exactly what he did. But we all talked ourselves into Connor knocking this man out. I believed. I wanted to believe so badly that it could be uh, that and it could go either way, and we both lost a lot of money on Connor because we we thought that way. Yeah. But we should have just factored in Habib wrestled a bear at nine, like he was he was wrestling an animal, dude, a, a goddamn bear if, at the age of nine. If you're gonna go the route that Connor did, which is to basically be like, ah, fuck it, I don't need to work on my ground game. You better be quicker than that. You better be able to avoid... He got taken down over and over and over and over. And every time he got him down, he just pummeled him. There was points where Connor was on his back, like, hands over his face, like, please stop, mister. And Habib was standing up. In the second round, just kind of going, yeah. Pounding his face. I'm talking, like, five and a half feet between where his fist starts and where it ends. It was painful to watch. There was was parts where Connor, like, both of them, Habib was maybe, like, he, he had him on the ground and kind of just catching a breather yeah and connor was just like he couldn't move and his face the, the terror in his face was just like holy fuck i can't do anything Dude, about he's, this. he was done you knew he was done the set that yeah, it was so this like kid's undefeated right yeah he's 27 and all he's trying to conserve energy while khabib was just like slowly boa constrictoring the life out of him it was fucking depressing it was an ass kicking damn it was like dude it reminds me of the whole goddamn country it's not the same it's not the same but it reminds me of when the whole goddamn country jumped on ronda rousey's back and we were like Yes, a, a female fighter. This is awesome. And then she and started then she to got fight the real fighter. She got kicked out of her a couple times, and it was like, oh, God, what do we do here? It, you got to walk away. It happens fast. Really fast. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, in the NFL, your favorite wide receiver, three or running back's a better example, three years pass, and he's worthless and retiring, and you're like, God damn, what happened? This is depressing. The wheels fell off. It's the same shit. Yeah, it, but it's it's different too if you're like a fan of boxing or you're just used to the nature of boxing because one loss completely like changes that guy's rhetoric or his legacy. Yeah. But in UFC, your favorite fighters and the best fighters are going to lose. They're going to lose no matter what. Except Habib, who's undefeated. What, and that's, that, that's unheard of. I guess before when I've seen Connor lose or I've seen a guy that I really liked in the UFC lose, 
it's you know it kind of sucks but you're like okay you know he's gonna come back it's just one fight it's not a big deal this didn't feel like one fight like again everybody's talking about the rematch they're already trying to hype it up i'm sure it will happen i don't feel like it's gonna be close though it's like this this whole this saga between khabib and mcgregor is clearly khabib is one it's over unless connor becomes like a world-class wrestler and Six months. I guess it's possible. He's a hell of an athlete. I mean, we've seen what he can do to people before, but this guy is not the matchup for him. I wouldn't fight that motherfucker again. No. Uh, the fight of the night was probably Tony Ferguson, Anthony Pettis. Uh, got cut short, though. Pettis broke his hand, but he was bleeding all over the mat. Did you catch that? No. Okay. I got. I, oh, I, I both went, these dudes were bloody messes. They were going to war. No, it wasn't even Tony Ferguson. Ferguson had all of Pettis's blood on him. I thought uh, Ferguson had a cut on him too. Pettis got cut. Pettis was bleeding. Like, he was bat. bleeding like a yeah. stuck pit. Shout to my to our friend Jim Ross. <laughs> Jim Ross. Uh, yeah, he was pouring blood, but I think Ferguson had a had a cut on himself as well. Yeah, I, this was one of the bloodiest fights I've ever seen in the UFC. It was pretty wild. It's always gnarly when, I mean, it's usually the guy who's inflicting the most damage, who's getting the most blood on him because you're getting on the ground and the other guy's just bleeding all the fuck over you. It's disgusting. Use that as an advantage, just bleeding another man's eyes. It's like Carrie. You know, y'all seen Carrie, the horror movie, when they dump dump pig's blood on that girl. I I saw the, I didn't see any of this fight, but I saw photos and shit afterwards and it It looked like somebody was shot. It was awesome, but uh, they called called the fight. Originally I thought it was because he he lost so much blood, but no, he broke his hand. Ah, So he couldn't fight anymore. Yeah, you can't, you can't do that. And then my favorite fight of the night was Derek Lewis uh, with a monster comeback knockout with 10 seconds left in the fight. This dude's getting his ass kicked. I heard about this. For two and a half fucking rounds. He just couldn't do anything? I mean, he, he was just getting like... He was getting uh, crossed up, left, right, left, right. Oh he was getting God. hit, and he was just taking punches, and he, he looked drunk almost. Yeah. And That's how he looked at the one before. Ten seconds left, there? and he just throws this haymaker, catches this this Russian dude, and just knocks him the fuck out. Yeah. It I did catch his, his awesome. post-fight interview. Well, yeah, let's go through the, the, the better part of the fight was the, the post-round interview with Joe Rogan. Oh, I know nothing about this. Oh, dude. So, Wait, Joe Rogan. Ross, you... you you have not seen this? No, so I was at I was at Travis Scott you of all for people. the entirety of the undercard. Or wait, no, who was I at? We should just read the transcript. Yeah, yeah, I'll just go through yeah, it. Yeah, just read this fucking so thing. Point is Joe Rogan comes out. Uh, Derek Lewis has already taken off his shorts. He's in, he's in his underwear. Okay. And he's like, uh, Joe Rogan was like, uh, why'd you take your pants off? And he said, my balls was hot. Sometimes when your balls is hot, you got to take off your fucking pants, man. And Joe Rogan pretty much repeated exactly what you said. He's like, I get that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then he says, uh, he, he, these are all the things he said uh, mid-interview. He said, I ain't all that technical and whatnot, but fuck it. That's a good quote. <laughs> and then he said, Donald Trump called me and told me I had to knock this Russian fucker out because they're making us look bad in the news. Him and Putin and shit. USA in this hoe. USA in this hoe. Fuck yes. And this dude then, is so Houston, it's ridiculous. Uh, Joe Rogan asked him about a, cardi- or a uh, title shot, and he said... I need to sit my black ass down and do some more cardio. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you talking about. I ain't trying to fight for no title right now. Not with no gas tank like that. Fuck. Dude, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, this guy, uh, based on the last two fights, I don't think he trains that much. <laughs> like He just comes in there and just, just gets paid. And then uh, when he was interviewed on FS1 and they asked him what's next for him, he replied, I'm going to go home and throw my <laughs> wife's legs in the air. <laughs> I saw that quote. Dude, Derek Good Lewis is a cool dude. Uh, I, I don't. I don't yeah, really Houston's own. I don't want to watch him fight because it's very boring. Until no, it's he, not. Until he catches you <laughs> on that last that last haymaker. 
The one before that. He was fighting like this, this six, seven Russian guy. I forget his name. The one but before that scarred me for life. This guy was like fucking Drago. What's the other he, big dude's name he fought? The they didn't uh, Nagano, punch. Francis Nagano. God damn. But he was, was the only one throwing strikes in that yeah, fight. Yeah, at least he was trying, I guess. But I love Derek Lewis. I'm just saying. The, the post-interview is an all-timer. And the way that Joe Rogan responded to some of these things was really remarkable. Like, he was giggling, and he, he was trying to hold back Rogan was losing his mind. And then at the <laughs> end, he said, I'm going to come on your show in, two, in a week or two weeks and smoke weed with you. And <laughs> Joe yeah. said, yeah, that's that's good. Let's do that. It was it was really it was Ross. You're gonna have to find the video because it'll you know, change your. He whole might life. need to become the new face of UFC. Honestly, I also he, oh, I noticed that he he sorry to interrupt you. He added like 520,000 Instagram followers over the course of the weekend. Wow! Because because of the one interview. of is the interview and two Joe Rogan <laughs> uh, sent out an IG saying this guy has the best Instagram in in uh, the W or in the I'm looking I'm thinking WWE UFC. the way that things are happening here UFC. I also need to sit my black ass down and do some more cardio. I figured that out this weekend. I'm out of shape. Get a little gas festing too hard Dude, or what? If if I if just walking around for a few hours causes your entire body to hurt, you need to change something up. Yeah, you're in bad shape, man. I'm fucking dying. My back hurts like hell. I'm old. But yeah, man, shouts to Derek Lewis. Every time I gamble on him, my man just rewards me. Yeah, I, I wish I had bet on him. I bet on him the time before, and I wanted to die. We were, we were at Woodrow's, me and three of my friends. We all had Derek Lewis, and he was getting his ass kicked for two and a half rounds. And that last 10 seconds where... I bet that was... We went fucking that's insane. The best. We went nuts. We started to like hug each other and jumping yeah. up and down. And My balls what was a hot. My balls, my was, balls hot, was hot. Yeah. I get it, man. Explained it. Uh, my balls won't be hot, though, with our, our good friends at Indochino. <laughs> Indochino is custom menswear and made-to-measure suits uh, that make every guy look better and feel more confident when they put on their Indochinos. They also keep your balls cool. They do. Yes. Uh, they have made-to-measure chinos for everyday, more casual life, as well as made-to-measure suits. Get you a suit. Get you a, a custom, tailored, well-fitting well fitting suit. Everyone needs Get it from those. Indochino. Yeah, I just went suit shopping because I have a few weddings coming up uh, this October. And uh, Indochino hooked it up. Nice. Uh, As they do. I, I mean, I went suit shopping at normal, like normal stores. You, uh -huh. you get stuff off the rack. They don't make suits for like athletic, like built men. Not really. Are you, are you they, describing they yourself? They make you look boxy. Yeah, I am. They, they make you look boxy. They, they build suits for like 300 pound men. Yeah. For the most part. But not Indochino. Indochino is going to have you looking good. Having you looking fly. Going to look tailored. Going to look great. Because oh, yeah. it's made to measure, baby. Absolutely. Right now. Uh, if you go to Indochino.com and enter backdoor at checkout, you can get any premium Indochino suit for $359. It's a great deal. That's backdoor is one word. 50% off their regular price for made-to-measure premium suits. And they're expanding into casual clothing now, Dan. Did you yep, know that? those chinos. How about that shit? For the, a more casual, everyday look. Let's go. Uh, free, shipping is free. So go to Indochino.com. With the promo code backdoor and get yourself a three hundred fifty nine dollars suit with free shipping. I n d o c h i n o dot com promo code is backdoor. Also, get your pair, get a pair of chinos for uh, seventy nine bucks. So Indochino dot com slash backdoor or uh, promo codes backdoor. On to college football, the biggest story in Dylan's life. Yes. Texas Longhorns. That was. Um, they are back. 
Man. Man, they're a top ten. They're ranked ninth in the AP poll. Yep, you which is a little us. silly. You jumped UCF. They're not going to be ninth in the regular poll, are they? What's, what's this is the, the AP? AP is the regular poll right AP's now. AP is the one yeah. that matters. No one cares about oh, the Oh, shit. I guessed, I guessed 12 was going to well, be. Well, you're not far off. I don't know if they're, the, they're a top ten ranked team, but they <laughs> they are a completely different team from that week one loss against Maryland. They're starting completely to throw yes. over the middle. They, they, Their offense like, has – it's alive now. I mean, I – Granted, the OU defense is trash. Holy shit! What and Mike I didn't realize Stoops their got fired. Was so bad. I didn't either. Man, so, they were they I could also, not stop shit. I also didn't know their offense was that fucking good. It's, Holy it's shit! Sam Ellinger went twenty-four offense. for thirty-five, three hundred fourteen yards, two touchdowns, and just looked. He rushed for three. He rushed for three touchdowns. He rushed for three touchdowns too. Uh, and like seventy something yards rushing. But you're talking about OU's offense, right? OU's offense was, was what I'm talking ridiculous. about. Ridiculous, and that was was dude. That's why it was such an impressive. Their win, offense win is as me. good as their defense is bad. You kept up with a very, very, very talented offensive team. Well, they much got more, ahead. Much more talented man, than I think the Texas team is. I at texted this you point. at one point, and I was like, "Man, Texas, you're at ACL." And I was like, "Man, Texas is up 21." I was at Matto Rancho, and, so I could uh, see it on a little TV. And then. I was I was I was thankful that it, we had kept them as low scoring as as we did no at that shit, point. Because the fourth but quarter, but then they just fucking turned it on Murray. Respect to Murray. That kid's the truth. That he's I didn't know he was that fucking good. Dad had like four hundred total yards. He's legit. Five touchdowns. He might, he might be the fastest guy in the field when he turned the corner right. in the fourth corner. Oh my god! I didn't know he was that fucking. That quick. was one of the most fun college football games I've watched in in a few years. That was I loved it. I thought it was and I fucking hate the long ones. As as much as I would have loved to see Texas win by twenty one or fourteen or whatever, this was worth it. Me. Was exciting to have OU come back and then get that freshman kicker and out still, there and still plug them. Yeah, oh, that was sick. man. So how that, sick. That, how tight did your butthole in? get when they tied the game? How 45? what? How tight was your butthole when oh, they tied dude, the game? Oh, dude, I was. I was uh, it was a very stressful game for me. It probably took a couple years off my life. It was a very stressful yeah, game. Yeah, I imagine that Cameron was. Dicker nows the 40-yarder with Cameron, nine seconds Cameron left. Cameron Dicker. Dicker the kicker, when man. When they showed that kid on the sideline. He looks like he's 14. I was like, way. oh, we are. Because I, I had a lot of money on the game. As, I, as We talked about it last week. Anytime Dylan tells you what side to take on Texas, he's right. So take that side. Well, you had Texas plus seven and a half? Yeah. Seven and so a half. So you're golden. I even much. said Texas wins outright, though. Yes, you did. I called it. Um, I, I, when that kid ran, was going out there, I was like, there is no fucking way this kid makes this fucking field goal. Absolutely no shot in hell. You just they got, they got just some good shots right of, in your face. They got some good through. shots of him on the sideline. He was just looking super confident and went he out there. He didn't care at all. And then after the game, he's like, I don't know why. I wasn't really that, uh, wasn't that nervous. Like, that dude, kid, what? You're 18. Not a premature ejaculator, that kid. No. Man, that was, that was a zone. ball game, and it made me very, very happy. He's got it together. Well, you guys got Mike Stoops fired. Mike Stoops got canned. Dude, <laughs> this Texas offense, Defense like, coordinator they, they've made some improvements, and they're pretty good. They have some really good receivers, but they're not it's as good as, as we saw on Saturday. Oh, they're okay. not that good. I mean, little Jordan Humphrey is an absolute stud. That defense is just OU's trash. defense was extremely porous. But, they, I Dude, mean, that's, that's the one thing that keeps Texas right now from being a legit top 10 team. It, they're just not because of their defense, like you, yeah. you got to do more on that. Their side defense the is pretty good. I mean, up to up to this up before that game, they yeah. played really well. Okay, that's true. And OU's offense very very good. Dan, you so said little Jordan Humphrey is the fucking truth. He that threw guy a is touchdown. Good. He is big. Caught a touchdown. He's physical. He can run. He's his yards after the catch are ridiculous. He catches everything. Yeah, he'll take a screen. That pass kid's good to man. the house. He's he's, gonna, yeah. he's that's an NFL guy for sure. There was a point plus in Colin Johnson. Plus we were, Colin uh, Johnson. We were watching the end of the game, and I was like, "Man, I'm so fucking torn right now because 
I, I I'm I'm set. Like I, my bet was solidified. I was good. I was gonna get my money. And I was like, there's some part of me, some sick part of me that enjoys watching you people, the Longhorn fans, just suffer. And I was surrounded by them. I was like, if this kid misses this fucking field goal, it would be one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. But I'm I'm happy for Texas fans. Yeah. They, Thanks, uh, Billy. This dude. is just what Tom Herman does, though. He plays at the competition. So like, even when he was at Houston... They would always beat these teams that they were underdogs to, but then See, they would lose to these like shit, people really kept shitty saying teams. that shit before this game. Like, oh Herman, he always shows up for the big games, and I was like, ah, oh, people just say this shit about coaches. They never mean this shit. Clearly, no, he has a track record. Yeah. Here's something to follow away, Bill. I think Tom Herman in his last ten games is nine and one against the spread. No shit. When he's an underdog, right? Is that the, is that the stat? I think so. Okay, when he's an underdog, because like well, he, that's the way I like it. Because he definitely didn't cover against Kansas State. Like, Kansas State sucks. They barely beat Kansas State. They come out and they roll fucking Oklahoma. What you want to see every week with your your developing college football team with your fucking new coach is improvement, right? That's leaps and bounds yeah. from week one, dude. I know. Like, he's doing a very good job they, at the They moment. found an offense is what they did. I still yeah. wouldn't be super surprised if this game against Baylor this week's kind of close. It could be. No, very well could be. It's just like that. that's... At like, no point during the Charlie Strong era were you like they're doing it. This already feels like oh shit they're they're doing it like they have yeah. they're actually competing at a very fucking high level. It's just nice to see. Do you know what else is sad? College football is halfway over. The regular season is yep. halfway don't over. Don't say shit like that. Don't. I don't want to acknowledge <laughs> that. Like That's six weeks in. I'm not ready. I'm not ready, man. Oh, uh, and I think Alabama obviously became the first team that was bowl eligible at six and zero at eleven o'clock. Yeah, Cincinnati was. Two. So the Alabama first half bet you fed me was the earliest money I've are the easiest time I've ever pressed enter on the mouse to. They put are in now that five and zero against the spread in the first half. Stupid. Because stupid. Line. What was the spread? Twenty three or twenty four? And they the put first up half like forty one points in the forty one fourteen. Yeah, they cover first half lines. Outrageous. I think Tua completed ten total passes. He was ten of thirteen, and he threw for three hundred thirty four yards and Has four he already won the Heisman. He hasn't played a fourth quarter yet, and he might win the Heisman. Probably. Uh, who else? Who else is on that list? Right. It's a video game. He video actually game started numbers. ten of eleven, and then had two incompletions in the second half, and they pulled him. <laughs> okay, so question. <laughs> Not related to his performance, I don't think, but still. Serious question, and this is really the the, this is the only thing we need to talk about with Bama. Um, is, is this like? A, can is they this, be touched? Is this as bad as the Golden State Warriors in the NBA? Because here's. In the NBA, as we all know, what you're playing for now is second place. Really, you're playing for third place, in my opinion. Nobody gives a fuck who comes out of the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Western Conference Finals are the finals because nobody is beating the Warriors in a seven-game series. So you, all you can do is hope to get there. Can anybody beat Alabama realistically? Or there's, I mean, over? there's teams with the talent to beat Alabama. Okay. There's two, like two or three. That's good. Mm, Ohio, Ohio State. Look, or Alabama usually drops Clemson. Usually drops one game. They just do. Yeah, and they still won the championship. Oh, I'm but talking about this team right now. They don't look like they're going to. They're, they don't. I don't remember them having an offense like this. That's actually a really good point, though, because this team is so. Even if they slip up and lose a game in the regular season, it won't matter. They're still go, almost guaranteed to be the top four team. Like, there's no way they're not making the playoff, even if they lose once. Like so, nothing's going to change your mind that Alabama's not a top fourteen. Exactly. Yeah. So don't. I mean, even if they lose, they're still going to be there. And once they get there, they're obviously the favorite. No yeah, matter that's, what happens. That's what I'm worried about. Is I just I just want to see a playoff that's fun. Still, like I I get that they're rolling everybody in the regular season, and it's it, it's fun to bet this on. So it's going to be it's for the foreseeable future, man. It's not fun to watch. It just it's like it looks like an NFL team playing high school. Well, team and the other most thing the is, time. you know, I mean, Saban won't let. 
these guys have any fun. It's not right. like they're out there. It's not like, I mean, if you think back 10 years when uh, USC was this big dynasty and ESPN was talking about how they're the greatest football team of all time, they were in L.A., they had star power, they had Snoop Dogg on the sideline, right. Bill Farrell was there, they were, you know, Reggie Bush was doing crazy shit, people were high-fiving, they were doing all sorts of crazy, you know, they were, they were TMZ. This is just a, a team in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and Nick Saban won't let anyone celebrate. They kick him off the fucking team. So there's just nothing like fun or flashy no, about this team. Saban cracked a smile at halftime against Arkansas. I would fucking hope so. <laughs> Once a week, for like that's the first good. He's also pretty upset that he gave up 30 plus points to Arkansas. Yeah, he came out talking shit. Yeah, the Hogs covered the 35 and a half. I think point spread. He's so. definitely uh, ready for Locktoberfest too. It, it was like the second thing oh, out of his mouth. It's going to get like, ugly for you guys. The, the great offense next week. Speaking of, did Utah State cover? Utah State covered. Yeah. They, they won yes. outright. They beat that's what I'm talking BYU. About. Our this is our squad. This is our money maker. Got to have one every year. Undefeated against the spread still. And Alabama first half might have to be co-pilot for that. Yeah. For the that foreseeable sh- future. That, sh- that shit for right now, I'm betting until someone, until they prove me up. In fact, I don't even think one loss on that bet would, would make me stop. I'm just going to do that the rest of the season and see what happens. You can't make that first half line big enough. No. No. So... You got. They have Mizzou at home next week. Praying for Micah. I will uh, be at the game, and uh, it's you're going to Tuscaloosa. I'm going to Tuscaloosa. Fuck, we're, we're thirty point underdogs. Uh, <laughs> hey. Locktoberfest is basically canceled. And uh, <laughs> coming off the, uh, the hey L Micah, that South seems Carolina. like too many points. I'm just going to say that when Texas plays West Virginia, is it in Austin or is it is it there? I can look it up because if it's in Austin, that's going to be a top ten matchup possibly. That would be cool. Get that little, game is uh, here, 11 Ooh, nice. uh, November 3rd. Yeah, I will be in Alabama, and Ooh, if that, anybody wants to gas me up, dude. you know, I'm going to need as much positive vibes as possible. I'm going to Atlanta on Friday, oh, uh, and so if anybody wants yeah. to buy me beers there, that's good, but especially in Tuscaloosa. I need help. <laughs> uh, Mizzou does not play Bama again in Bama until like 2023 or 2024, so it's my only... We've never played there. So you felt like you needed to I go. have no regrets, but I, after seeing... Uh, for those paying attention, nobody cares. Missouri lost one of the single most heartbreaking games I've ever seen this Saturday at <laughs> South Carolina. There were two what weather delays, fourth quarter. including we had three touchdowns called back due to penalties. We had a very oh questionable God. review touchdown that got taken off the board. So we go down, we score a 70-yard touchdown run. They claim he stepped out at the 11. It was really hard to tell. First down, we have a false start. Second down, we have a unsportsmanlike penalty. Then we have another false start. We ended up on third and 35 and uh, missed a field goal. So that was great. That's how you give seven points back. You lose the game by one. We suck. We're a terrible team, and uh, I can't wait to see us beat Bama and shock the world this week. Yeah, that West Virginia-Texas game is November 3rd at Texas. Man. West Virginia can be had. They uh, barely, they, they were... Late late into the, the third or fourth quarter, they were still kind of – Kansas was still a little pesky. I'm just happy that that game's in Austin because it, it's a tough place to play. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, we also have Florida upset LSU. Florida 127-19. What the hell was this? Defense, this is the power of Tebow. They retired it, it, Tebow's yeah, member. Yeah, he was, the I think, sixth member of the Ring of Honor How about Florida? Tebow's – his fuckboy haircut he has now. And his fucking outfit. What He's a douchebag. I love Tebow. How dare you? I hate him. <laughs> Tebow uh, – yeah, I, I wish I had this information before I bet on LSU that they were retiring Tebow's number and put him in the Ring of Honor or whatever. I, I don't have a 
a real strong opinion on Tebow, one way or the other. I think uh, we, the world needs Tebow, but for the most part, I just ignore him. You know. But there's people who need to hear that shit. <laughs> I hate him. He there's people who need his uh, his uh, endless annoying positivity. He somehow won a playoff game in the NFL without being able to throw the ball. That that just blows my mind right open that he was legitimately involved in multiple meaningful NFL games. And then just kind of fell off the face. And of he was just and like, plays minor league baseball. Just go broadcast and play baseball and shit. What the hell? But yeah, uh, LSU. I think Burrow threw his first few interceptions this game. Uh, Florida Felipe Franks does just enough. Dan Mullen's just a good coach. He's going to get the most out of literally not that much at Florida right now. But they're going to be a pesky team. Some for some reason the, I hate the A people. They they put LSU like Florida beats LSU and now LSU is still ranked ahead of Florida. That doesn't make any sense. But they Florida, both have one losses. Florida has been very bad. No, they haven't. They they only lost to Kentucky, and Kentucky's okay. Kentucky's a good team. But Mississippi State beat Auburn 23-9. This was just one of the worst. Like, it was on the side uh, at Woodrow's by the Connor fight was this game, and nobody was watching this game. This was the best shit ever. Like This, this was this, so ugly. Uh this dude that's an SEC analyst slash commentator that I'm I'm Twitter boys with, like he'll he'll DM me whenever he's got a a lock that he feels just can't lose. And this is the third one, third time he's done this this college football season. He told me to hit the under on this game. It was 44, I think. Yeah, and that and, was the easiest under. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna take this shit. Tweeted about it, and everybody's like, oh, you think that's insider information about a. The under, everyone and their dad knows that you should take the under in this game. It's like, man, fuck you. And then the under hit. The whole point is to get winners. Not It doesn't matter what everyone else is taking. Yeah. Auburn can't really run the ball. Mississippi State, I mean, Fitzgerald only runs the ball. It's just can't a really field goal festival. Uh, Notre Dame beat Virginia Tech. Notre Dame with Ian Book is just another animal. They're probably going to run the table and go to the playoff. And it's going to upset a lot of people. It will upset me. It might expand the playoffs because there's going to be maybe two or three two conferences that are left out, maybe three conferences that are left out. If Notre I, Dame I, makes I the playoff. Really, I like to see chaos in the NCAA. I really hope that that's a conversation you, that has to take place. We need two SEC teams to make it, Notre Dame to make it, and I don't know, some, some other, maybe UCF, and then like we expand to eight. <laughs> Automatically. Compelling the, argument. The you Pac-12, should, you should go the meet Big with 12, the, board. the Big 10, they'll all be calling for an expanded playoff if that happens. Yeah. AP top 10 obviously More came games, out. More games, better. Yeah. Uh, well, Utah also beat Stanford, Texas A&M beat Kentucky, but the AP top twenty or top ten is out. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, West Virginia, Washington, Penn State, Texas at nine, and my UCF Knights at ten. I can't believe that Texas at nine and UCF at ten. That's wild, dude. This well, is a Texas team that was like what twenty twenty third, lost to Maryland and dropped out. Yeah, now look at them, dude. That Maryland team that got smashed by Temple. College football is crazy, man. It is. Yeah, and we got even more. It is halfway through the season, but tomorrow starts the official start of Tuesday Night Football with yes. the fun belt. We got uh, usually it's action, but we got a little fun belt action with uh, Arkansas State at App State. So for is all you that degenerates, just this week, it's moving forward. There's going to be a game every Tuesday, but it'll be action moving forward, won't it? No, I think they rotate. I think maybe Maxion's Wednesday now. What? But 
can't switch up my Maction, dude. I need that's my Fun Belts. Like, it's the same thing. They're just really poor team. I mean, App State's an okay team. It's okay. a pretty good, decent. As team. long they as there's something, we just need something to gamble on. The degenerates can't have days off. Being, yeah, being able to gamble on football every single day. Yeah, is I, what we, I need. We need that to feel alive. Uh, on to the NFL. The Chiefs beat the Jags thirty to fourteen. Mahomes had his uh, comeback to reality moment in this game, but it didn't matter because Bortles threw four interceptions, even though he threw for like four hundred yards. Correct. All of gar- all of which were like garbage. Dude, Mahomes time. still played well. He didn't put up gaudy numbers. He played. He he played well. He threw his first two interceptions of the season. Yeah, but he played well. He played played well. Uh, Chiefs are uh, through through. What is this? Five weeks of the NFL. Yep. The only two teams I trust are the Chiefs and the Rams. Everyone else, I no no clue. I have no read on any other team. That's fair. I don't know what. Yeah, well, the, it's probably safe to say the Pats are are good now. Yeah, no, that's which too. makes me want that. to cut off my own head with a rusty saw. Especially since they have Edelman back. Motherfuckers, the man. They looked like shit the first three weeks. I thought this was didn't just, have weapons. I, now they have Josh Legitimately, was like. I thought this was over. I thought we were good, and it's not over, and we're not good. It's the Pats still. Yep. Steelers look good against the Falcons. Uh, the Vikings beat my Eagles 23-21. I uh, have no idea what Doug Peterson does half the time. He went for two and got the two-point conversion when we were down eight. It didn't make any sense. He, he just keeps I – th- I think he's high half the time. With some of the stuff he calls, and then he makes it a six-point game. We have we have a chance to make it a three-point game with a field goal. He decides to just punt it. Nice. Yeah, I, I, this team is so frustrating. But we won the Super Bowl last year. I can't really be mad. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Yeah. This team's frustrating. Two and three. You well, know nothing. I'm gonna call it right now. The Eagles are gonna win the division at ten and six. Thank God we're in the NFC East. It Dude, fucking blows. Somehow my garbage football franchise is back in the conversation for the AFC South, yeah, which is ten- <laughs> Tennessee lost, which is astounding. I have, by the way, that's I think that's like the only NFL pick I missed this weekend was Tennessee. That well, I don't think a lot of people were on the Bills, right? I uh, I had them in every single parlay that I did. I did four parlays. Every single one of them included Tennessee in one way or another, whether it was money line or them covering the spread, because I was so perplexed by that line. Which which was obviously exactly what Vegas wanted. They crushed my dick yeah. with that one. They got me. The Browns, the Jets, the Cardinals, and the Bills all won with their rookie quarterbacks. Browns. Obviously, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, um, Josh Rosen. Game and was ugly. Josh Allen. Jets felt good uh, in a weird way, though, because like, I, I bet the Jets, I think it was plus one when I took it. It ended up at minus one at kickoff. They smoked Denver. They beat the shit out of Denver. And somehow, uh, Anunua, what's his first name, Quincy? Something like that. Mm-hmm. Anunua, who's supposed to be the Jets' number one receiver, he and has has performed as such every single week thus far this season, did absolutely nothing the entire motherfucking game, and I finally took him off my fantasy bench. And no one cares, but I needed this moment, and I appreciate you giving it to me. Thank yeah. you. You can vent whenever you want. Zero bro. points. <laughs> Mason Crosby missed five field goals. This for is the Packers this is some and they lost this is some shit you worry Wait, about it, dude. He missed five shit. field goals. Five, five. Uh, I think uh, they four lost four field goals and an extra point. Yeah, uh, whatever. Five kicks. ESPN reported five. I'm reporting six now, so you can take it whatever, whatever number you want to put it at. He missed enough kicks that someone probably kicked his ass after the game. Mason Crossbar is what they're calling him now. Holy hell! That was I felt bad for the dude. Well, I mean he's he's doing all right still, but you're right. Five I kicks. felt bad for him. Man, yeah, that's a bad dude because. It's a lonely position, kicker. 
and then you have the shortest leash. Nobody gives a fuck about the you. The shortest leash. The thing yeah. too is he's been so consistent for so long for that team that like when it goes south, are they? I mean, do you do you cut him? He has no confidence. It's anymore. similar to closers in baseball, where sometimes you just gotta let a dude go and move on to another franchise and start over. Because you, once you're mentally like fucked up, it's over. Yeah, even Dan Bailey missed like two field goals for the Vikings this week. I thought that was so funny because you know how Adam Schefter's like a huge Dan Bailey guy for some reason. Schefter kept tweeting like somebody signed Dan Bailey to a roster. It was kind of bizarre. I was I don't know what their relationship is or what the story is behind that. Hopefully it's not something that I'm, you know... It's probably being, sexual. It's probably something I'm being insensitive about <laughs> that people will be upset about and I'll be getting weird tweets or whatever. But Schefter, for whatever reason, was all aboard the Dan Bailey bandwagon. First kick I see with Dan Bailey on Sunday... I think he missed like a 28-yard. He, uh, <laughs> he missed a chip shot. And I was, I was off the bar, I think, and I was fucking dying just thinking about how Schefter... How, I was I was like I wonder if anybody else is laughing at Adam Schefter right now or if it's just me. Mason Crosby though, man, that was ugly. <laughs> Jesus, dude, how do you not? Do they not have another kicker on the roster after like the third one? They should have been like no, Crosby. You, no, you carry you carry, you don't one carry kicker. multiple kickers. It's not your day, man. Just a fifty-three man yeah, roster. But you usually have like a like a fucking a you know, punter who, punter can, also who kick. can also kick. Who does like kickoffs? Dude, they started going for two because like we, you can't make a fucking extra point. Yeah, that's incredible. That's that's it's sad. He caught me. Cost they lost, right? They lost. They cost could, him the game. Nobody consoles you after that. It's not like lost by eight. So yeah, three four field goals, field goals and an extra point. Like you're gonna have teammates that come up and they're like, "Hey man, just shake it off. We move forward. Next week is a new week, like new season, whatever." But you can't get over that many misses. That's yeah, yeah. But also like it's a weird dynamic because he's been there for so long. That like I think that makes it worse, that, dude. Somehow, <laughs> like it yeah, does. But, dude, so like when it, when it comes to this shit, that no one, I mean, you have to you have to make a business decision. And right, but that. I'm saying like one, he's maybe one of the few kickers that actually has like a good relationship with his teammates because he's been there for a while. Yeah, I, I think it makes it more awkward because it's like, dude, what the fuck? We bit. What's the deal, man? You just came in here and shit the fucking bed. Do you, I mean you think he suits up next Sunday? Yes, probably. They'll run him I back don't. Out. I don't think you. Dude, I don't, I don't know. Think because of his career, I don't think after one game they cut the cord. But if he fucks up even one kick next week... He's gone. He's yeah. gone. It's over. There's no way they keep him. Uh, tonight, we have the Redskins at the Saints. The Saints are currently a six-point favorite. The over-under is 52 on mybookie.ag, our most trusted source for online gambling. Uh, make sure to go to mybookie.ag. Use the promo code BACKDOOR and get a dollar-for-dollar dollar deposit or a match on your deposit. And all y'all are always sitting this up asking, uh, you know, where can I place bets? How do I get a bookie? Where, where do you play? This is we've, we've told you a hundred thousand times. Just pay attention. Mybookie.ag. We've got a promo code for you. It's backdoor. It's one word. Use that shit, and they double your initial deposit, twice as much as the amount you put in. So you put in a hundred bucks, they're going to give you another hundred bucks. You're going to have two hundred bucks. That's how double works. You want to gamble on the game. You want to gamble on fantasy uh, football points. Yeah, you, you can, can bet on the over-under for fantasy football players now, which is a really cool feature. They have live in-game betting. Oh, so yeah. if you want to get some action in the second quarter, you can. If you miss kickoff, you see a spot in the third quarter that you think is advantageous, get in some live bets, uh, which is honestly my favorite way to gamble. I think it's the most fun. And uh, also they got like literally everything in the in the under the sun that you could bet on. They've got it. It's esports, e- 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 TV shows. You want to bet on who's going to be on the Iron Throne at the end of season eight of Game of Thrones? They got shit like that. Mybookie.ag promo code is backdoor. Double your deposit. So Redskins getting six in New Orleans. Who you guys got? 
I'm going to take the Saints just because uh, I'm more confident in their their offense than I am. They got Ingram back. The Redskins. I got Redskins plus six. They got Ingram back, and I don't even know that they need him. Well, they don't, but they got him back. Kamara is a freak. He's fucking good. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Redskins just because I think that Redskins might win outright here. Really? Even though it's in New Orleans. It's just the way the things have gone for the Eagles. I, I, haven't I can watched... see the Redskins getting ahead. Yeah, I haven't watched the Skins play this season, so I don't know. I don't really have a They're feel solid. for them. They have Alex Smith, so like that's cons- yeah. he's consistent. Yeah, you, you know just, what you're getting with Alex Smith. I'm just scared of New Orleans' offense at this point. Like I don't think they put they up lay less eggs than 40 out. points. Granted, it's in New Orleans. They're in the dome, so they'll probably light it up. Yeah, but. and sometimes, dude, the beginning of the season is so strange because you see those first couple games and you're like, ah, maybe they're not even scary anymore. And But once you find your rhythm again, that shit is hard to stop. It's hard to derail. Yeah. But six, a lot of points. It I'll, is. I'll it's take a lot Redskins. of points. In the if NFL. you're interested in my pick, you can follow me on Twitter at Micah Weiner, M-I-C-A-H-W-I-E-N-E-R, where I will be releasing the power pi- the power plant pick of the week tonight for Monday Night Football. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and uh, I also will be releasing a rant about my ginger head coach, that stupid fuck, uh, who refused to go for it, played to lose, that was a played trash to tie. What a fucking douchebag. I hate you, Jason Garrett. I hope you die, you Ivy League fuck. I will be a... Uh, Yikes. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, you can do that right rant. now. You're on the TV show, or you're on the, the podcast. No, no, the extended rant comes during the power play pick of the week. The best thing about Cowboys fans being upset about this this call and this game as a whole is that we both fucking suck. It doesn't matter. These teams are trash. Which is why I'm completely apathetic. These teams Both suck teams dick. are trash, and both teams are coached by... By morons. They're not <laughs> Absolute good. morons. Not good coaching, not good playing. They, they may not be morons. They're just terrible yeah, strategic Jason Garrett, football coaches. Jason Garrett really fucked up last night. That was a that was trash to Bill O'Brien there. has fucked up every single game we've played this season we just happen to manage to win one Jason finally. Garrett you are trash that's two in a row Bill come on man we, we, we beat the don't Cowboys let the Texans get nobody hot. cares don't let the Texans get hot I wouldn't worry too much about us at the moment alright we got a hotline the number is 800-392-6344 and once again that's 800-392-6344 we have three calls today let's play that first call Micah hey boys this is Taz from KY go Cats uh, what's the best sports-related Halloween costume? There's one contingency here. You have to have actually have worn it or considered wearing it. So I don't want to hear Bolin talking about how he was going to go with Big Tim Riggins one year. I'll see you guys. Love the cast. Well, this one year I was going to go with Big Tim Riggins. We had to have worn it? What? Yeah, That I, I, really limits it. The um, best Halloween costumes are usually like topical. Let me tell you, let me tell you mine. And I'll tie it to sports because it, it ties to sports. My favorite Halloween costume ever, sports-related, was uh, Mental Institution Ace Ventura. And it relates to sports because he's in a sports mental institution. Uh, it's the one where he's wearing the tutu. You've yeah, seen the movie. Of course. And uh, while he's in that sports institution, he's, you've, he, he's doing all the sports shit. He thinks he's playing football constantly. He can't let go of the game. I crushed that costume, and that counts. But there aren't any... Nobody does sports costumes. What are you going to be, Troy Aikman for fucking Halloween? You acting like you're a quarterback? He what, says you six? had to have worn it. What That's, are you, six years old? Come on. Uh, I, I don't know. Girls could be cheerleaders. There's no sports costume for dudes. What, are you going to get blackface going and be Ezekiel Elliott this Halloween? That's not a good idea. You don't want to do that. That's not the move. Not as a white uh, man. Or a black guy. Was it Ted Williams whose head was 
Frozen. Frozen. Yeah. I've seen someone do a Ted Williams <laughs> decapitated costume before, and it was right. kind of there. He's carrying okay, around a head. That's kind of funny. A Ted Williams head. Yeah, that's like an like evergreen. A, I guess of you joke. could do like yeah. LeBron. Now nah, see again. This doesn't work because it's, it's race, but. It had to be something funny. I don't know. Yeah, you, the, the thing with LeBron, I guess if you're a black dude and you have good hair, you could shave your hairline to be shitty and be LeBron or something. And then that shave would, your head that would be pretty fact. funny. I don't know what other sports stuff is really funny, though. It's like, I guess uh, you could be Nick Foles and put like a hammer in your pants or some shit. Like, I, I don't know. What yeah, that's what Dan probably wants to do. Yeah. Pervert. Sicko. I already have a hammer in my pants. Okay. 24-7. Okay. I'm just saying. I don't know that there's like, Halloween is coming up or whatever, but... I don't, Sports I don't, costumes yeah. are usually not the go-to move. I can't think of any others, honestly. I think some people got a little crazy with the Aaron Hernandez murder shit. That shit was pretty funny. Yeah. So what would this year? And be? the suicide. So you know, twenty eighteen. himself. The bigger, the big story would be. Uh, I mean, none, just, none of the stuff we're on anymore is really funny. Yeah, nothing's fun. You don't want to be like it's, Kaepernick. It's mostly like uh, racism and and uh, domestic abuse. Neither of which make for good Halloween costumes. No, those yeah, are usually tasteless. Yeah. Micah, did you? Did you, you, you couldn't go with Khabib because then that's really not much fun either. Like you could just wear the big uh, white wig that he always wears, but then people are just gonna make like ethnic and racial and and uh, religious jokes, and that's that's no fun either. Yeah, you want your Halloween costume to result in like a oh that's tight, like ha ha. Not be like, hey, your dad is a terrorist snitch rat, or not like, oh, you're Colin Kaepernick, you're the face of a uh, a civil rights esque movement. That's cool. That's not funny. It's and you and you have an afro now, suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. Next call. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Zach from uh, the Tennessee area. Uh, just heard your backdoor cover on uh, baseball 163 play-in game. Actually, I guess it's 164. It is terrible. Baseball is a game of series. I understand it gives it gives the dramatic effect, but it is terrible. Anybody who thinks that the one-game play-in is good for baseball, doesn't know baseball, and doesn't need to have text on baseball. That's all I got to say. Hope you all have a good one. Love the podcast. I agree. It's not great for baseball, but it's really fun for fans. It's just uh, yeah. it's dramatic and it's fun and it's stupid because you play 162 games and you decide to make the playoff on one fucking game. And it's, it's trash. It doesn't make much sense, but I love it. That was the correct take in voicemail form. Yeah. And I concur with everything that you just said. You're right. Yeah. Uh, I think it is fun, though, just being able to get bounced after one game, kind of like it's March Madness. It's dumb. You play 162 games. and It's then... fucking heartbreaking. And here's the problem. It's fun for the fans. If you win or you're not a fan of either team and you get to watch and it's exciting and it's crazy and the pressure is through the roof. Imagine being like the wild card team, though, that's in the four spot that's like clearly way better than the five. They're like 10 games above that other team in the wild card slot, but their division was just much harder, and then you lose that one game. It's brutal. It's brutal. Absolutely brutal. Very dramatic, very exciting. But if you're a fan of either team involved, it's fucking hell. But also, like, the first series shouldn't be five games either. It should probably be seven games because five games seems really short. I would say really short. I think it's okay for the first round to be five. I'm with you. I I wouldn't mind if they changed it to seven. It would make sense to me if they were all the same length and it was all the same. Because then you're... Baseball is such a game of odds and math and statistics that it's like... And matchups. It feels weird when, when one series is shorter than the others or one game uh, is the entire series. But uh, 
playoff baseball is stressful as fuck, yeah. dude. Oh, my God. I'm going to be a man. I, I was wrong. Uh, the Indians did not sweep the Astros. No, no, they didn't. The Astros might sweep the uh, Indians. Is that tonight? Yeah, Game three? it's in about 30 minutes, actually. Damn. Yeah. No, they've been... Uh, they decided they were going to bring the bats out and take care of Cleveland quickly, which yeah, I, I very much appreciate because I didn't get to watch either game in full as I was high as balls in a field this whole weekend. So could be worse. Yeah, yeah. I am. Uh, it would have sucked ass if we had lost both games. If it, I feel good about the fact that I didn't watch the games because we won them. If we lost them, I would have blamed myself. Are you a superstitious man? When it comes to playoff baseball, yeah. Then but you should probably agree. You should probably leave the podcast studio right now and go out to that field again and just be high as and balls. And just smoke weed. And then now there will be no one there. They'll just like the cleanup crew or whatever it, it for the music festival. So that'd be really awkward. We got, a, we got a homeless man here. Yeah. The good news is I can't watch the game today either. So it's probably over for you Indians fans. I apologize for that. Hmm. Last call. Hey, yeah, this question's for Dylan. About like, I don't know, two, three months ago, Dylan claimed that he could throw a baseball, what, 80, 90 miles per hour? I just wanted to uh, fact check that and see if y'all ever, uh, you know, got him out to a range and see what he could throw. Okay. Dude, we still haven't done this. We got to do it. It was 85 was the official number we agreed on. Yeah. Uh, We have not done it yet. We still need to do this. Yeah. I'll be honest. I've been doing a lot of thinking about it. And while I do think I can touch 85, I also think I will destroy my shoulder doing so. I'm gonna. I'll do it still because I said I would, but the the fallout really concerns me. There's a there's a pretty good chance you tear your rotator cuff. There, there's a chance I do some serious damage to my arm, and it's gonna be, uh, un, really unfortunate. It'd be kind of yeah. funny though if a uh, a podcaster has to get Tommy John surgery. It would be funny. Yeah. Um. It's. I, I mean, mean, to us, not to you. To, 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 to just go all out with the arm like that after years of it being on the shelf is just, it's not healthy for the arm. I threw a football at a tailgate a couple years back and. Uh, still hurt. You're still not recovered. And uh, that was the last time for me. That's the one thing I do have going for me is I have thrown footballs, you know, periodically since, uh, well, being active in sports. And it, it, I, it, look, I'm concerned, but I still think I can do it, yes. Okay. We'll have to set this up uh, maybe next week. We should. See if we can get that down. <sighs> I, I need I need preparation time. Yeah, you I, need I can't go at should we set a, a date? fucking miracle is what you need. <laughs> no, I I just don't want to get hurt. That's all. Alright, we'll give you we'll give you a month of prep. Okay. Best case scenario for me is you hit eighty five and tear your arm. That's fucked. Uh, See, that's just rude. On camera. Because it's, it's funny yeah. and it's good content. And you get to feel good about yourself for making an athletic accomplishment that you'll never be able to make again because you have just permanently rendered your arm useless. <sighs> that's what I want. My arm hurts just thinking about it. But I'll do it. Fuck it. All right. Nice. You guys have any shouts? Yes. Shouts to Cameron Dicker, the kicker for the University of Texas football team. Dicker the kicker. He's my favorite person right yeah, now. Yeah, shouts to that kid. That was that was clutch. That was cool. That was very cool to Big see. Big Dicker, kicker. Shouts kicker. to everyone in the Texans organization, aside from uh, Bob McNair, all of his blood relatives. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Our general manager, everyone in the front office. Shouts to everyone. Shouts, Shouts to, the, to players. the players. The players, the trainers, the equipment managers. But nothing, in, I, no positive shouts in any way, shape, or form for the ownership or the coaching staff. Uh, Shouts to friend of the program, Kevin Tway. Friend of Grand X, Kevin Tway. Friend of Saved Your Ass. Yeah, he did. Uh, I got down in a big way. After the Connor fight and everything. This would have been like three weeks of uh, kicking the dick for you, though. This was a big swing, was it not? It was huge. Uh, yeah. I was going to have to pay 
pay out today, but you know the feeling. Fortunately, uh, our boy Kevin Tway came through in the playoff and hit forty to one. So I've been sporadically throwing twenty twenty five bucks on him like every shitty tournament. Like because you interviewed him, right? Because we interviewed him and he's about that hashtag gain life. He's all about gains. So big shouts to Tway. He uh, what dug a me time out of a big financial hole when you're about to get uh, financially ruined, you know, just yeah. just destroyed. So forty yeah. to one. Thank you for that payout, Kevin Tway. Did you that, watch him play? Did you? Yeah, watch? I, uh, I watched the stream of the playoff. Were you just? That had to have been a very low gambling moment. <laughs> I, I, know, I know how that feels. Where you're like, F- I'm the Safeway open. I'm streaming a golf match. The Safeway off open, Reddit on my phone. Off Reddit to my phone to see if Kevin Tway wins because if he doesn't, so he can pull me out of a, a rut. I'm but gonna have to. Leave I'm also the country. I'm also texting Jared and a few other people who are who are in the know about my situation and they're just going nuts and the stream's a little behind it so i would i would get updates via text nice yeah that's still such a because even after you win like and the you know the initial high dies down you realize you're still down (laughs) like you're not even up (laughs) but i don't have to pay so but you don't have to pay which is the great part yeah Yeah. so big shouts to my boy tway congrats on your first ever pga tour win shouts to the nba almost back very very close. We are we are day by day getting nearer and nearer to the greatest sports period of the year, where everything overlaps: baseball, football. We are currently in the midst of the greatest sports period. And and I mean, this past weekend was one of the greater sports weekends of the year. I completely agree. That was I. Well, and I didn't get to see any of it because you're at ACL. Yeah, which, I tried to. I bounced back and forth. I went to the sports. Look, stand, I went to the tent some, but left ACL. Went to Woodrow's because the Astros were, you know, had a good cushion both games. I didn't need to watch. Fair. All right, make sure to listen and subscribe on iTunes. Uh, share with a friend. Rate five stars, and leave a review. Tell let's, your people. Let's, let's grow the show. Yeah, if you if you, you know you like sports, surely you hang out with people who like sports. All you have to do is say. Hey, the sports podcast backdoor cover that I listen to is fun, and they they talk about gambling, and they they don't know a whole lot, but they seem like good people. But the banter, God, the banter—you'd never believe how good it is. That's what you tell them. That's all you have to do. It's very easy. Yeah, just do that, or else my cousin Sean shows up to your doorstep with a Louisville Slugger. Yeah, huh. and Sean's shoulders are fine. He's he's not gonna get hurt like Dylan. He's no. coming and swinging. He's spry. He's young. He's a spring chicken. And he lifts. He's been through some shit. He's been to prison, and he does steroids. <laughs> Yikes. So uh, make sure to tell a friend and subscribe and rate five stars. Thank you, and uh, let's go bust. Goodbye.